All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program in a minute. We're going to get to our friend John Solomon, editor-in-chief of JustTheNews.com and Congressman Lance Gooden of uh, Texas. There's breaking news about Joe Biden, and we've talked a lot about his lies. $3.5 trillion is going to cost you zero. Cost you zero. Cost you zero. If you make less than four hundred thousand dollars, you're not going to pay a penny. While paying a buck fifty more for gasoline and a thousand bucks more to heat our home, and paying more for everything we buy, and the people getting hurt are the poor and the middle class in America. Anyway, um, like kind of like travel agents prepping for uh, customers for a cruise, you have these nonprofits. This is investigative reporting by John, working with the Biden administration, creating detailed itineraries and information packets to help get this illegal immigrants travel to wherever they want to go in the U.S. Now, we've already documented the preferential treatment of illegal immigrants in this country. There's 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 no covid testing because Jen Psaki lied and told us they're not going to be here very long. There's no vaccine mandates. And then, of course, we're finding in every state, usually obscure, out-of-the-way airports, FBOs as they call them, um, we see that illegal immigrants are being dropped off in, in states all across the country in the dark of night. When confronted over being dropped off in the dark of night, Jen Psaki lies and says, well, no, 4 a.m., but that would be an early morning flight. No, that would be in the dark of night. So nobody sees it. Anyway, it's a pretty amazing investigative report let me play for you this report from outside the California hotel housing illegal immigrants. I want you to hear this. I'm in San Diego, California, standing in one of many hotels that the state of California and NGOs are using to launder federal money and shuttle asylum seekers from across the border and out into the rest of the United States. Behind me is one of those hotels. This is a Wyndham. It's shut down. If you call, they say they're under construction or closed for COVID. But in fact, uh, there's a lot of action behind me. There is a wall up. They're very secret about what they're doing. Uh, And what happens and what we've seen in the last day or two is a constant flow of buses. Asylum seekers, uh, various immigrants who have crossed the border get off the bus. They stay for one or two nights, and then they are taken to the airport where they are given instructions for how to get past TSA without going through proper proper security checks and without IDs, and then they get on the plane of their choice. They're given packets by these organizations with confirmation numbers and instructions on how to assimilate. Uh, they're told to put their kids in school in whatever community they end up in and to ignore the uh, request to show up uh, to a court date. And so what you're seeing is government-funded law-breaking, and if it's so great why is it so secret why do they have these fences up why do they refuse to let people in why do they refuse to answer questions and we're seeing this all along the border here in california it's a shame it's a disgrace and it's the last stopping point before these asylum seekers these illegal immigrants who have broken our law from day one are sent to the airport and out to our communities Now, remember, I've been saying not only is Joe Biden and the Democrats not enforcing the laws of this land, they have the ability to change them if they don't like them. Uh, We don't get to pick and choose which laws we like and don't like and which ones we'll obey and don't obey. Right. Um, They're aiding and abetting in the law breaking. Listen to what 
this that that report just said on top of that remember the first question from peter ducey to joe biden uh is it true your administration is going to be paying four hundred fifty thousand dollars per person uh if they were separated from their families that's garbage why are you reporting that garbage that's never going to happen for reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay. So $450,000 $450, per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border gets five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars. The number was what you had a problem. The number I was referring to. Okay. Now here's the thing. Sure. If in fact, because of the the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child, you lost your child. It's gone. You deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstance. What that will be, I have no idea. Two days later, he's advocating for the policy. I don't know what's worse, that he didn't know it was his his own administration's policy or that he embraces the idiotic idea of paying people not respecting our laws, borders and sovereignty. Anyway, one of these prototype packets, if you will, that you just heard about in that report out of California Uh, was provided by a whistleblower to Congressman Lance Gooden of Texas, um, which undermines Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary's claim that the southern border is closed. He's lying through his teeth. They've all been lying through their teeth. John Solomon blows this wide open in a new report uh, that he just put out. The headline at justthenews.com is welcome packet reveals concierge travel service for Biden illegals courtesy of nonprofits. And John Solomon joins us now, as well as Congressman Lance uh, uh, Gooden of Texas. How are you both? Great. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Jim. John, let's start with your news report. Uh, I tried to give a summary. There's a lot more to it. I'll let you fill in the blanks. Yeah, listen, we all remember the commercial after the Super Bowl. Congratulations, Eli Manning. You won the Super Bowl. Where are you going? I'm going to Disney World. Well, this is what's happening at the border. Uh, congratulations. You just crossed the border illegally. Where would you like to go in the United States? Oh, I want to go to Louisiana. Well, here's a package. Here's how you get on the plane. Here are free tickets. Here's an airline thing. Here's some lawyers that'll help you fight your deportation. And here's a letter you give to the TSA saying you don't have to go through normal ID check at the airport like you and I do because you don't have that identification because you dropped it before you came into the border so we're going to let you on the airline otherwise congressman gooden has exposed one of the greatest trafficking operations that have ever occurred donald trump solved this problem he created the remain in mexico uh, program so that people had to stay joe biden despite a court's order has obliterated that program even the court says they need to follow it and they're letting in these refugees seeking refugee status and they're moving them around like they were a gigantic travel service Really big public service that Congressman Gooden did for this country exposing this. Uh, Congressman, let's ask you this prototype packet that you got a hold of from a whistleblower. What can you tell us about it? 
Yeah, you know, we got this packet, and it was almost uh, um, it was unbelievable. And the packets that they're uh, providing them detail how to get around TSA, how to board a flight, and how to assimilate. Let, let, let me slow you down. Sure. How to get around TSA with specific instructions and answers, right? Yes, and, and it actually has a letter um, that uh, that is in most of these packets that says, "Hi, uh, this this doc, undocumented uh, passenger does not have." Uh, the, the appropriate documentation that they are not a risk, uh, please admit them through uh, security. And in many cases, we've spoken to federal air marshals. You know, they board the plane first. They say to the pilot, hey, I'm on board. I've got a gun, just an FYI. They're supposed to be the first people on the plane so other passengers don't know who the armed uh, air marshal is. In many cases, these air marshals have boarded and seen these immigrants pre-boarded. So you've got a plane full of regular passengers and also immigrants who are aware of who the armed people are it's totally crazy i mean this this is madness no now we have john solomon a situation where illegal immigrants get no COVID testing because we're told we're lied to and we're told they're not going to be here very long that's a lie then there's no vaccine mandate you get the added preferential treatment because Americans are forced to get the vaccine if they're working, right? Now you get free transportation to the state of your choice. You get dropped in the in the dark of night, but it's called an early morning flight. And this is now it, the United States government, led by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, his borders are now actively engaged in not only not enforcing the law, but aiding and abetting law breaking. What do you think, John Solomon, would happen if Sean Hannity did this? Oh, I'd be uh, raising a bail fund for you because you'd be behind bars right now. There's no doubt about it. Listen, one of the amazing things is we took the packet that the congressman gave us and we went to the organization, the nonprofit that was uh, in that packet helping that particular immigrant. Uh, and they say to us, uh, they, they tell you, listen, our goal is to get rid of the remain in uh, uh, Mexico policy. It's cruel and inhuman. They actually admit that their goal is to defy the current law of the land and try to circumvent it by bringing these uh, uh, immigrants into the country uh, when they were supposed to stay in Mexico until their asylums were decided. They, and they're working in concert with the Homeland Security Secretary. This is a well-oiled human trafficking machine. We've taken organizations in the history of the United States and put people in prison for human trafficking. Our government and nonprofits are doing it with impunity and no consequence. Uh, it's it's pretty unbelievable. Now that you have this information, what are your options, Congressman? Well, we're filing legislation, but there's a key point that I want to mention that we haven't talked about. And it's not just the government that's in on this scam, but these nonprofits are being funded by corporations. For example, AT&T, their corporate giving program, they, employ, they encourage their employees to give to various charities. One of those charities uh, that they can give to is the Catholic Charities and the Jewish Family Association. These are some of these well-known charities that people think are, are great organizations that do good for our community. And 80% of the time, they probably do. But they're behind this mess in San Diego and across our southern border. And so I think it's important that the American people know that these charities, in conjunction with major corporations, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, there's some culprits as well, they're funding this in conjunction with the United States government. So you know, there, there you, you used here. a phrase earlier, this is human trafficking. Mm -hmm. This because you're trafficking, you're helping people 
that do not belong in the United States that are not here legally. You're trafficking them into the United States. Now, there's human traffickers that sell people into prostitution and even young girls. I've had some of the agents on that have worked in that field for 15 years. Uh, you have drug trafficking. But human trafficking, helping illegal immigrants on the other side of the border referred to as coyotes, they traffic people to the border and help them cross over and they're paid a fee or they get a mark to pay a fee down the road with threats to their family, usually associated with it. And now this is the government, and now you're talking about charitable organizations organized with no fear of any type of accountability by the law. Uh, involved in this business you know you're a congressman you're a lawmaker what happens when people break the law what's supposed to happen well, they're supposed to be punished and the law breaking is supposed to stop and so we're uh, we're shining a light on this you, you and i both know who runs things in washington right now and there's not a lot of hope with nancy pelosi in charge but i think it's important that people know that marriott hotels for example seems to be okay with one of their Sheratons in San Diego uh, being shut down, funded by the government, and run by nonprofits that are trafficking humans. If Marriott Hotels is not okay with that, then why does this continue to happen? I'd love for Marriott to come out and say that they're against this and uh, shut that hotel down. Quick break. We'll come back more on the other side with Congressman uh, Lance Gooden of Texas and investigative reporter, editor-in-chief of JustTheNews.com, John Solomon. At 9 p.m. Do you know where your president is? I don't know. Yep, he's sound asleep in his bed with not a care in the world. Must be nice, Joe. The rest of us will keep working. You're on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, as we continue with the editor-in-chief of JustTheNews.com, that's John Solomon and Texas Congressman uh, Lance uh, Gooden is with us. John, let's talk more about the prototype packet and the groups that are involved here. Um, I would assume, knowing you as well as I do, that you don't usually start a, a, a with one story and stop. I would assume that you're probably going to find out which organizations are aiding and abetting in the law breaking, and probably you're going to request an interview with them. I would assume they're not going to want to talk to you. Yeah, you know, remarkably, uh, the the group in San Diego that was part of this, they did talk to us, and they basically confirmed, hey, yep, we're working with Homeland, yep, we're doing that, yep, they're getting free hotels, yes, we're moving across the country, and we think this is a righteous thing, and we want to get rid of the prevailing law in the land, which is the remain in uh, Mexico policy that a federal court has told Joe Biden he has to comply with. He's still not complying with it, but these groups are helping. They admit they're trying to help it. What we're doing right now, thanks to the good work that Congressman Good did, I don't think a lot of people realize this, to protect his constituents in Texas. He went all the way to California at his own expense with his staff, and he went and investigated and observed and brought this information back so the public can have it. He did old-fashioned gumshoe work. He deserves a lot of credit. We're following the money. We're going to identify every charity, every um, a donor to those charities who are part of this so that the American people can see the entire ecosystem. And remember, we just had a tragic case in Florida. A young father died, killed, stabbed to death by an illegal migrant who posed because he didn't have identity as a minor. He was actually a 24-year-old man, Honduran man. He got into Florida, he got to his sponsor family, and they and he killed the father of that family. 
everybody in the chain of that person's destination to getting the photo should be held accountable. We're working on that as a project with several reporters right now. Unbelievable. John Solomon, incredible work. Congressman, please keep us in the loop and and let us know any developments you get on your end. We appreciate you bringing it to our audience's attention. Thank you. We appreciate you. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free number. Quick break, right back. Continuing to build the foundation for conservative victory. Victory. Now, back to the Sean Hannity Show. I-25 now till the top of the hour. Kamala Harris is going through a very rough time. Report after report after report. You've got pretty much everybody in the Biden White House uh, trashing the vice president. Uh, blaming her for Joe's low approval ratings, you know, say, well, hers is much lower. She's at 28 percent. Joe's at a whopping 36 percent. New poll out today, 36 percent. So he's in the mid 30s uh, as if he's doing that much better. He's not. Um, and then, of course, you have the embarrassing moments, the never ending laughter. Uh, then, of course, she hired a PR, a couple of PR people to improve her image. That resulted in the disastrous video with child actors and and happy talk, which didn't go over particularly well. She's done nothing as a border czar, didn't even go to any important part of the border. Uh, it was a disaster in France as she tried her French accent out and accomplished nothing, especially the conflict that's ongoing between France, the U.S., and Australia. Uh, so things have not been going particularly well. So now the, the latest attempt to rehabilitate her image is to go on with the ever-so-reliable Clinton sycophant Georgie Stephanopoulos over at ABC. And then she uh, acknowledges something most in the Biden administration have not acknowledged, that inflation is real. Uh, she's making the lie that economists say build back better will bring costs down. No, there's a report out today. The reason that that they don't want to wait for the CBO scoring of the bill, which Democrats always wanted Republicans to have a CBO score, is because they know it's not going to come back. Oh, it's zero which is the lie they've been pushing. Uh, then uh, when asked about the polls, oh, they just go up and down. In her case, they pretty much have gone down. Uh, and then all everything is push new Green Deal socialism, build back better. It's like a broken record. And then asked about the relationship with the president. I don't feel misused or underused. And uh, Joe is absolutely not discussing 2024. Let me play uh, a portion of this for you then we'll get your reaction on the other side what can you do about these high prices how long is it going to take well first of all it's real and it's and it's rough uh groceries the cost of groceries has gone up the cost of gas has gone up and it, as this is all happening in the context of two years of a pandemic it's one of the highest priorities actually for the president and for me and so we're dealing with this issue in a number of ways short term one of the issues is the supply chain we're seeing a bottleneck, and we need to relieve that bottleneck. You know, George, I, 
polls, they go up, they go down. But I think what is most important is that we remain consistent with what we need to do to deal with the issues that we're presented with at this moment. And so let's again look at what we accomplished. It's historic in nature. Uh, at least the biggest investment in infrastructure in a generation in America. And some of this stuff you'll see in the next few months, and some of this you're going to see in the next perhaps couple of years. We're getting things done, and we're doing it together. So you don't feel misused or underused? No, I don't. I am very, very excited about the work that we have accomplished, but I am also absolutely, absolutely clear-eyed that there is a lot more to do, and we're going to get it done. Finally, has President Biden told you whether he's going to seek re-election in 2024? What President Biden and I started our day talking about, as we normally do, is um, bringing in members of our intelligence community to review the, the presidential daily brief and talk about classified information around threats to our national security and hotspots around the world. After that, we had an, another couple of meetings, and then I went over to the Capitol because I'm the president of the Senate and um, broke a tie vote there, and we are focused focused on implementation of the bipartisan infrastructure deal. So you're not discussing 2024 yet? Absolutely not. All right, Kamala Harris with uh, Georgie Stephanopoulos. Love Georgie. Remember, we, were you with us when we ran into Georgie at the airport? Where were we headed? Not only was I there, but my first big interview was getting Stephanopoulos on the show back right. in the day. This is when, when Obama was running. Question. I asked him. We won't play it. I know you always want to play it. Because it's priceless. Okay, He's, so clearly doesn't know. So we're deep into the campaign in 08, and I'm hammering away. We have done a deep dive. On in, Reverend Wright, you were the only one. On a deep dive into Obama. Look, I sent my staff to to uh, uh, Reverend Wright's church. We got more tapes. They sell them. We bought them. And it resulted in revealing a lot more about Reverend Wright. Now, 20 plus years in the pews of Reverend Wright. Anyway, so we do what we always do, like in the case of Ferguson and UVA and Duke Lacrosse and Richard Jewell. And uh, let's see, Freddie Gray, uh, Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman. We actually do research and we did a deep dive when the media wouldn't touch it as it relates to Obama and black liberation theology that he learned from Reverend Wright that inspired him to write a book. Uh, we talked about Frank Marshall Davis and his influence on Obama. We talked about the Chum gang. And you were the only one to read his books where he talks about all of this himself. And we even played, you know, white folks greed runs a world in need. And we would we'd play that tape to death. Uh, his friendship and relationship starting his political career in the home of unrepentant terrorists by the name of uh, Bernadine Dorn and Bill Ayers. Of all days, September 11, 2001, the morning edition before the attack on this country, he's quoted in that day's paper saying we he wished they did more. Now, remember, they bombed what the Pentagon, the I think the Capitol, New York City Police Headquarters. And his answer is that no, no apologies, unrepentant. We wish we I wish we did more Then 9-11 happens. And anyway, so I bring this up for the purpose that we would do our our background and and investigative work. Well, the point that you're making is that George Stephanopoulos has never been one to do the background research. Clearly, you had to hold his hand the first time. So he's about to do this debate with Obama. And I said, are you going to ask him about Ayers and Dorn? Nobody's asked him about Ayers and Dorn. And 
I, he said, Who, what's that? He had no clue. Now, to his credit, I explained it to him. And he took that information and he asked it the one time. Now, there might have been an obscure interview that nobody heard about where he was asked, you know, some liberal group said he was asked this other time by this comic book writer or whatever it was, an unknown person. And his answer was famous. We made it infamous. And that was, he's just a guy in the neighborhood, George. He started his career in the home of unrepentant terrorists. And I kept asking the question, does he know Louis Farrakhan? We didn't find out till after he served eight years. Yep, sure enough, the picture emerged and they purposely hid it from the American people. Think about what you covered, too, on the day that Obama was uh, sworn in on Inauguration Day for him. Reverend Wright was supposed to be there and he was not. No, that was the day of the announcement in Chicago you're talking about. Okay, and I he was corrected. He was he was there. He was going to do the introduction. And they pulled it. And they pulled it. And they pulled it because Correct. of that interview. And because of the amount of they attention pulled that it, it because got. because I was now becoming a, a problem. A problem. Now, if you, there for a long time we had the introduction to this radio program. Where Obama mentioned me this time, this time, this time, this time, this time. Jason, I don't know if you Mr. still have Burgess. that one. Mr. Burgess. Mr. Burgess. Mr. Burgess. We'll put Mr. Burgess up again. Sean Hannity. He'll tear, tear him up. up. Well, I would have a beer with Sean Hannity. I would have a beer with him. Yeah, okay. sure. That Did you ever get that good. beer? I might have to put Mr. Burgess on Fox News. Fox I'll, News. Put, uh, uh-huh. I'll, put, I'll put Mr. Burgess up against uh, Sean Hannity. He'll tear him up. He'll t- By the way, in this woke day and age that would be interpreted as violence a, it's a threat a threat of violence it's a threat i should probably sue i feel very concerned i know i'm, I'm, I'm scared to death I'm mr burgess is after me but watch but out. by the way that's how liberals think at the time i even said that i said well, they it was don't a liberal. think about it when an msnbc reporter is chasing a jury bus that they don't yeah. think about it then completely uh, leaves their mind yeah well they're not they're not there anymore or i don't know if you have any more of those tapes but he he must have mentioned me at least like 12, 15 times. The funny part is, is and then he's somebody like, not, told him to stop. No, remember he said it. He's like, we're not staying up at night watching Sean Hannity. I'm like, right. You just say his name at every press event and know exactly what time he's on. But yeah. Well, okay. there's an even better story that I can tell now. And I didn't know it at the time. This is a true story. I did not know that at one point, I don't know when, but I found out later. My boss at the time, he since passed away, Roger Ailes, who gave me my shot at Fox. He had a meeting with Obama and the meeting was about coming on the Fox News channel and Obama got very animated. It was in a hotel room in New York and pre or during while he was a candidate when he was a candidate. Okay. Okay. And the issue came up. Well, you've got a guy every single night on television calling me a terrorist. And apparently, as the story was told to me by somebody in the room, um, no, uh, you're, you're talking about Hannity, right? He goes, no. He says that you're friends with a terrorist, an unrepentant terrorist, domestic terrorist. At that line, he stood up, walked out of the room. No now, here's, way. here's the, be- the interesting part of that. But did not deny. No, he was furious. Interesting. He didn't want that answer. Basically, what he was looking to hear is, I'll tell Hannity to calm it down. Yeah, we'll tell him to stop saying that. I was never told about that meeting until years later while years he was later. in office during the eight years or what well, yeah i just remember but much much later much much it happened a long time ago by the time i had heard that happen how do i not know this story this is crazy well i mean one of the things i've been very fortunate in my career i work for companies that let me be me 
and I say what I want to say the way I want to say it, and I I try to be a good partner with the companies, but I'm really kind of an independent contractor in a way. We run our business, our shows, and they know that I'm going to do my work. I come in prepared. Uh, I want to do win and do the best job I can do every single day. You also do your due diligence, which gives them a lot of confidence. Like, we're not allowed well, to put anything on without five sources. Listen, there were times you yourself were angry at me during, for example, the Russia collusion hoax. Yep. Where we had dual sources confirmed, corroborated, and I'd say, no, I want you more. You sat on it. I yep. want more because I didn't want to get it wrong. Because I knew at the time when we were we were unpeeling the layers of the onion of the, the big hoax lie conspiracy theory that if I got one item wrong, it would take away the rest of the credibility because we knew we were nailing it because of the quality of sources that we had. What, what do I always say? Nobody in the media knows what I do for a living. All they know, Hannity's a big mouth on television already. OK, fine. We do a lot of things on this show. We do straight news, and I can produce thousands of hours of straight news coverage on both radio and TV. No opinion. This is the breaking news. This is happening right now. Let's go to reporter A, B, C, D, and E, and I give no opinion. There are, of course, then we do our investigative work. The work we did, I think some of the finest work we ever did was doing a deep dive on who Barack Obama is and his radical associations. We did a really deep dive that went on for over three years with an incredible ensemble cast. And that would be John Solomon and, and Greg Jarrett and Sarah Carter. And I, I I'm not going to name everybody. So people are going to get pissed. So I'm going to stop there. And we got every single story right. It's now all been corroborated more recently as the Steele dossier has been totally discredited. And the Horowitz report uh, vindicated our work. I think Durham in the end will take it even further and vindicate our work. And the only media company that has admitted that they were wrong, even on that one little issue, which is massive, the Steele dossier, is the Washington Post. Yeah, it's kind of impressive, actually, that WAPO is the only one. I'm actually surprised yeah, but that they haven't done it. Suit. They haven't done it fully, though. Because I agree, but I'll take a little. OK, a little. they admit the dossier is wrong, but why don't they go deeper into our reporting on Carter Page, the FISA application. You know why? Because they know a civil suit is coming. Ver the word verifiable is at the top of a FISA application. Yes, I still want my combat pay for having to read those Obama books and listen to them. Listen. I think I, I'm owed that. So I think so. We do straight news, investigative reporting. I'm up front. I'm a conservative. I give opinion. We talk about sports. We talk about culture. In other words, I what we do, I'm an entire newspaper. And I'm honest about who I am. I'm a conservative. I'm not a Republican, a registered conservative. OK, all these people that call themselves journalists, they're they're talk show hosts like me. I'm a member of the press. I'm a talk show host. And but so many people have no clue what I really do for a living. And they don't care. They'd rather just spread the rumors. It's easier. It doesn't matter. They don't care. I don't care anymore. You know what? I might have cared some in the beginning a long time ago. Whatever chip you're supposed to have that gives an Adam Schiff about what people say about you is long gone. I don't care anymore. I care about the people whose opinion matters to me. The I audience. also care about the beer that you may or may not get from Obama. That's true. He never bought me my beer. I, pay, I even offered to pay for it. You sure did. In the name of redistribution. <laughs>
All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Still no verdict in the Rittenhouse trial. Jury is now uh, uh, put it to rest for the day, and they'll be back at it tomorrow. We'll have complete analysis tonight. Ari Fleischer, Joe Concha, Greg Jarrett, Alan Dershowitz, Mark Meadows, Reince Priebus, Miranda Devine, Leo 2.0 Terrell. Anyway, we'll see you tonight at 9. Back here tomorrow. You make this show possible. We never forget it. Thank you for being with us.